Yay! Look at there. No issues today. Everything seems to be working properly. Knocking on all the wood. Because <laughs> today I am so excited. I have two great guests for you. First, we're going to start off with Byron Brooks, who is a comedian out of the D.C. Baltimore, or I guess call it like the hip kids do the dmv area uh he's gonna be on with me in like five four three two one Hi, how's everybody doing oh it's so good to have you on today thank how's you. everything going and thank you so much for being my guest today it's an honor i i was blown away that you asked me to be on so thank you very much Wow, it's my pleasure. Anything for a laugh, because I told you, but I didn't mention it yesterday with Guy, because I was kind of scared of his reply. But I had invited several comedians to be mm -hmm. this week, because I wanted it to be like a theme to have all comedians this week. And it was just you and Guy that said yes. So we're the most hardworking, flaky people on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also have to admit, like a lot of these social media pages yeah. aren't necessarily ran by the actual talent or their mm -hmm. DMs are full of things. So maybe I was overlooked, but I did direct email some of them. So, but I am so happy to have you. I can't wait to hear how you got your started in comedy. When did you, when did the comedy bug or entertainment bug hit you? Well, it's a long story. I've always been in the arts my entire life. Um, well, I, I started out doing um, uh, Taekwondo and martial arts when I was young. I also started playing the piano when I was like seven or eight years old. So I've always been in the arts. Um, I got to a point in my life where my focus was music. Um, didn't pan out the way I, I wanted it, didn't like the people I was working with. So I went back into martial arts, believe it or not. I actually um, am, am, am an instructor at a martial arts dojo right now. Aren't you also like an MMA fighter as well? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I fought <call> MMA, um, <laughs> yeah. Muay Thai. Yeah, I've, I've been in the cage. I, I've, I've done all that crazy stuff, but I, I'm old now. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to age you. I'm There's old people anymore. in the rings all the time. I'll say that again. I can't do that anymore. So. I don't know why you ever did in the first place. Just because, I guess, full disclosure, Byron is my cousin. Yeah, there we go. And so just as a family, per, um, just being family, but I mean, it runs in the genes since my mom is your cousin as well. And yeah. what does she do? Taekwondo. Well, she didn't do Taekwondo. She did Shotokan competitions first. And mm -hmm. She did Taekwondo yeah. in her forties or whatever. I'm like, girl, slow down. But yeah. So yeah, I just got to a point in my life where I was like, I, I still teach, but I didn't want to compete anymore. I didn't want to get punched in the face. Um, it's harder to wake up in the morning after a competition. I'm just wasn't getting the joy that I was, you know, when I was younger. So um, I continued to teach, but I needed something to fill that void. Uh, so I've always been a big stand-up comedy fan, always since I was little. I probably shouldn't have been watching some of the things I was Yeah, what was your HBO. first one? Because I too, look, I sneaked, I was hiding behind my parents' sofa. I had no idea I was watching 
Eddie Murphy I mean, delirious. That was exactly Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy raw at a very okay. young age. Um, okay. I grew up on deaf comedy jam. Um, as I got older, comic view on, um, okay. on BET was probably one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I've always loved it. And, and with the boom of Netflix, there was so many specials on and one day I was just watching a special and I said, I can do that. I, I, I can do that. I see what it takes. It just takes repetition. Um, just like anything else to get good at. Right. So, uh, I, I dove right on in. I started writing a uh, material for about three months before I actually went to an open mic. And then I went to my first open mic and bombed horribly. <laughs> I was going to ask if you remembered what it was like the first oh. time you went on stage. So you bombed the first time. What oh. do you mean bombed? Like were the jokes okay. just not landing or was the audience just like, were you being too, so I mean, we're a very smart family. So let, let me take a drink before I tell you this one. <laughs> Okay, drinking game alert. Drink so, every time he does. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, uh, there's a place called um, the what is it called? The Sidebar. It is a historic com uh, open mic comedy space in Baltimore City. It's where all of the Baltimore comics go to work out their stuff. It's okay. kind of like the it's it's kind of like the comedy store of of Baltimore. Okay. Um, I I saw this on on a thread. I showed up. Uh, had my stuff ready, but little did I know is they like to haze people there. <laughs> so I'm, I've always been punctual, um, a military background. My parent, my dad was in the military. I grew up in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So uh, another thing we have in common. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Learning, look, we only met once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're learning each other at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and we so, were teenagers. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, so my dad was always, you be punctual, be 15, 15 minutes early is on time. You know what I mean? If you're okay. on time, you're late. Okay. Um, so I showed up about 30 minutes early, um, got my first drink. Got, I was the first person on the list to go up. <clears throat> and I'm sitting there and, and comics are going up and I'm drinking more. And no, more wait, did you stack are... the audience at all? Did you make friends come out to kind of support you? No, 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 no. Okay. I didn't want anybody to see that. that okay, madness. okay. I'm curious. <laughs> Look, I'm always wondering. Okay. Yeah, so, so, you know, about 10 comics go by. No, no, my name doesn't come up and I'm about five beers and two shots. <laughs> so like 11, <laughs> 11.30 rolls, rolls around. Um, there's literally maybe six comics left in the whole place. I'm second to the last person to go up. Of course, I forgot. I've been drinking. It took so long. I forgot everything that I had rehearsed and wanted to say, and it was it was bad. I, I <laughs> it oh, stayed no. it stayed with me for a while. Actually, I think it still stays with me to this day. <laughs> so, do you have like a ritual now before you go on stage to kind of avoid any of those? No, no. Um, You're like no just... five beers, two shots. No, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's definitely one. Uh, <laughs> I I limit my drinking before I, I go on stage. Okay. Um, I definitely now am to a point where it was just repetition, you know, first time doing anything, especially in a, a crowd of people, a uh, crowd of your peers as well. It can be a, it can be a little rough. Um, uh, absolutely. But just, it was just is real. Yeah. It was just repetition. Um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't go back to that open mic for a while. 
I found, I like, found I'll be back and when I'm better yeah. <laughs> and sober. Just kidding. I found another open mic called uh, Cut Your Teeth Open Mic. It's at Zissimo's okay. Bar, um, the Lou Costello Room, which is a comedy club in Baltimore in the Hamden area. Okay. Uh, a lady by the name of Christy Bellich, who I would consider my, my comedy mentor now, mm -hmm. uh, ran that room. And she was uh, very fair, very kind, very um, motivational person. Like every time I came off the stage, she had something positive to say uh, to me or some type of critique, but she didn't put it in a way like, you, you suck. <laughs> like that was horrible by her. <laughs> And she really honestly helped me develop my comic style um, along with, I would say, Daryl Klein, who, uh, who puts me on most of my shows, or Daryl Klein DC production shows. Okay. Uh, very good friend of mine. He, uh, he does shows in the Virginia area all the way up to, to Northern Maryland. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I started. <laughs> now, to contrast your first bomb, when was your first like, aha moment or when everybody seemed to get your jokes, you were really excited when you got off? Has there ever been that moment or you still feel like you, everything could always be better? Oh, everything can always be better. Um, right. But I do have those I do have those times where, you know, I get off the stage and I'm glowing for two or three days. <laughs> like I really I really killed that one. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I, I, I can't really remember the first time. Um, okay. I do remember the first time I actually did a show. Um, I didn't do bad, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't have that that glowing feeling afterwards. Um, it was probably one of Daryl Klein's shows, probably my seventh or eighth show in, uh, to where I, I actually got a big audience who was laughing from beginning to end, and I thought I was the greatest thing <laughs> since sliced bread for like a week. <laughs> I, mean, I can't even imagine, because most of the work I do is pre-recorded, so I don't get that automatic yay, or applause, or just mm -hmm. feeling like, oh yeah, I nailed it. You know, like usually it's like, okay, I only had to do that shoot, and it only took like mm -hmm. a couple of takes. Like that's kind of the check or applause. The so I'm curious how it works for you guys. Yeah, the automatic feedback is a, is a big help. That's probably one of the reasons I don't do a lot of these Zoom comedy shows and things okay. like that, because I want to hear the audience. I want to hear if if I suck, I suck. Tell me I suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to be left, you know, thinking, uh, did they like that? Or did they not like that? What were my strong jokes? What jokes do I need to get rid of? Um, you know, things like that. Every time you step up on stage, it's it's a it's a class. Even if it's you know a show and and you have everything down tight, when you get off the stage, it's always what hit the best, what right. didn't hit. You know, should I should I put this joke before this joke? Should I make my closer my opener? Should I make my opener my closer? Um, so it's always switching. It's never the same. Yeah, <laughs> never. Hey, no, I was curious. I have. Uh, so at a previous station I worked at, we had a um, connection with Improv Comedy Ooh. Club here in Raleigh and Good Nights um, Comedy Club as well. So I would get free tickets every once in a while or I would win them. More yeah. likely I won them. But every once in a while I would be like, hey, by the way, can I get some tickets? <laughs> and I don't have to jump through hoops to get them. But every once in a while I got them. Wow. Well, and just seeing them on a regular basis, just being able to watch comedians on stage as opposed to just on TV Mm -hmm. You see so much effort is put into it. Just, I mean, you can tell they're sweating, they're working the stage. I mean, it's very active. And 
I was always like, I could be a sit-down comedian, but yeah. <laughs> standing like, out, like, like walking and talking and making jokes at the hey, same time. Ali Sadiq makes his living doing that. He he All puts right. it. You know who Ali Sadiq is? No. Okay, he's a <laughs> he's a comedian. He's a very ninety-eight percent of the time. Uh, I'm like, yeah. But he he puts, a, he puts a chair out on stage and okay. he sits and he talks and he does not get up from that chair. Um, he's one of the only people. I think right now who does that um, and he's, he's very good, you know? So, well, yeah. see, the thing is for women, they have to do it normally in heels too. So it's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, it depends on, it depends on who you are. Um, I've seen people get up there in jeans and sneakers, you know what I mean? Women? Uh, yeah, women. Oh, women. Okay. Yeah. Je jeans and Jordans. <laughs> you know I mean? Good for them. I love that. I, yeah, I like when people can come as they are to work. I think um, with comedy, the more yourself you are, mm -hmm. um, the more it shows to the audience. Okay. So I'm not a big fan of, you know, if I, if I ever have a special or anything like that, I, you're not going to see me in a suit. You know, I'm not gonna put like I mean, I love that Dave I'm Chappelle, not... even though I don't smoke anymore, yeah. I pro and that's probably a reason why I'll never go to one of his shows. Just yeah. watching him chain smoke, yeah. <laughs> like he's like, I'm not stopping in this non <laughs> place. What are you talking about? Yeah. You're gonna pay to see me, you're also gonna get lung cancer. No, I'm kidding. yes, <laughs> <laughs> if he gets sued, it's not my fault. <laughs> hey, well, when he's one, when he's one of the goats, he can do that, though. absolutely. But that's yeah. the thing, like, I, yeah. I'm like. I love watching his shows, but in person, because I used to smoke, it gives me such bad headaches now. Yeah, yeah, around, yeah. Needless to say, don't smoke, kids. <laughs> don't smoke. Um, yeah. So for comedians that are just getting started, what would be some of your advice? I know you said repetition is key, but I you were talking about your openers to your closers and writing out material. Like, is there a process that you need right. that you could su like suggest to newbies? Um, first and foremost get in front of a mic as much as you can. The, the one day a week stuff doesn't cut it. You okay. need to be, you need to be, it doesn't have to be a show, mm -hmm. but you need to be on a mic at least three days a week in front of somebody. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> big one that they told me when I started, um, when you walk up to the mic, take the mic off of the stand, take the mic stand and put it behind you. Do not use it as your, your little comedy fidget spinner. Do not hide behind your microphone. They're there to see you. <laughs> and they're there to hear your jokes. That's really great advice. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's said enough. No. I really don't. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, now reflecting back, I remember a lot of people moving the mic out of the way. I'm like, why did they even bring it? I'm like, oh, they got to have it up to hand to the next person or in case there's not somebody there to hand it to the next person. Mm. But so many times they don't use it or they'll just use it as a prop. Yeah, they'll use it as a prop, which is fine. If, mm -hmm. if, if it's part of your joke, yeah, absolutely. Like I have, um, I have a joke about uh, being in magic clubs, doing comedy in magic clubs, and I actually need a chair or a stool to do the joke for okay. it to come off correctly. So when that part of the joke comes, comes up, I move the stool to in front of me or I sit on the stool. But once I'm done, I take that and I push it back back to the back, you know, get it out of the seat. Now, do you think what from me saying, even now thinking about it with sitting down as opposed to standing up, do you think that adds to the act as well? Cause you have some of that extra nervous energy. And if you're sitting I, down, um, maybe it wouldn't be as quick witted maybe with it. I'll tell you what, I, I don't know what comics say a lot of say a lot about this finding yourself. 
Mm. Um, I don't quite know what it means, but <laughs> I think it's just being yourself and being as relaxed as possible on stage. Believe it or not, I sit down a lot. Um, <laughs> I think it adds to my comedy because my comedy style is very laid back, self-deprecating. <laughs> so me just sitting lazily hunched over in a chair goes with my act. Oh, okay. I don't suggest that for everyone. Yeah. If you are a, a high energy act, you don't want to be sitting down. You want to be pacing that stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think of Eddie Murphy pacing the stage from Delirious. Actually. Exactly, or Chris Rock. Chris <laughs> Rock is, yeah. He, I mean, there is like a reason there's any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another, another thing that I could say, um, I learned this from listening to Ralphie May. Mm. Um, say your setup to the left or to the right, say your punchline to the middle. Oh. That way the audience knows what your punchline is and they think that you're talking directly to them. Okay. Sometimes people, your smart comics um, will throw in punchlines where you kind of have to think about them. And some people it'll just, especially if they've been drinking, that punchline will go right over their head. So um, if you give them a warning that the punchline is coming, I'm doing my setup over here. Boom, here's the punchline. They know, oh, that's the funny part. That's where I'm supposed to laugh. Um, Chris Rock does it a lot. Chris Rock does it. He also um, repeats himself before the punchline. So he'll say- You've um, really been doing your research. I love I'm this. I'm a student of the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he'll say, he'll yeah. do things like, um, so you know why the chicken crossed the road? Do you know why the chicken crossed the road? Do you know why the chicken crossed the road? To get to the other side. So he's he's letting you know the punchline is coming up. Okay. You know, so uh, that's just just some that's advice I could give new new comedians. Now you also do a podcast as well. Is the podcast a comedy podcast or? Oh, I have not started the podcast yet. Oh, okay. Um, it right. will be a comedy podcast. I'll have mostly comedians on. Um, I've been on. Mm -hmm. I've been on several podcasts. Um, if you want to look me up, guys, uh, the Confessional Podcast, run by a, a fellow comedian of mine, Mike Moran. I'm on his podcast a lot. Um, good top. Good times. Good topics. Uh, check him out. Okay, Confessional Podcast. The what? Confessional Podcast. Oh, the. Yeah. Can't forget the the, the article. Um, the Confessional Podcast. Uh, and who is it with again? Um, Mike Moran. And it's on all medium. It's on Spotify, you, uh, iTunes, oh, great. YouTube, all of it. Okay. Great. I was going to ask, where can we see your act, if anywhere, right now? Because so many people are, they need the laugh. I think we're all um, enjoying having access now to people within our own homes. Um, <laughs> well, if you, if, you, um, if you add me, um, Byron Brooks Comedy on uh, Instagram, a lot of my jokes, a lot of my stuff is, is actually on my Instagram page. Uh, I've been lazy since, uh, you know, the whole pandemic. So there will be more Your jokes father. coming. Yeah. I have lots of video. I just haven't had a time to sit down and chop it all up. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can be offensive. So now for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> now, since we're Facebook friends, I did get to see today that you were itching for a fight or like go <laughs> out looking for it. So... Like I know they have trolls out there that are causing oh. trouble on top of it. But you like who 
who is the people that you're going to attack and have fun with? Like, do you, is this some way for you to like try out stuff for material now that you it is? Oh, great. It is. Okay. It, to it totally is. It's, it's probably the reason I do it, but I'm not just, I'm not a bully. I'm not there just attacking mm -hmm. people. But if you say something racist or just plain old ignorant, I'm, I'm going to have fun with you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of earned I'm, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally a troll. So, so if you're going to say something stupid on the internet, Make sure I don't see Look, it. Make sure you're not <laughs> I'm the kind of person I love the idea of getting roasted. I don't know. I, I, don't, I mean, I like from a professional, not from some yeah. random yeah. person who just wants to tell me how to dress. Like you're not the one. But comedians, I just because it's gonna be funny. Like it's it's all in good fun. It's not like they're purposely trying to hurt your feelings or bring you down. But I just remember from watching comedy shows. As a kid, whenever they would picked out someone because of their outfits, I mean, like looking like, um, I remember one, she like looked like a bird, or maybe it was in a movie actually, where they were making fun of her outfit because they were like, big bird and different. <laughs> I enjoy that. Like, I'm almost like sad when they don't do that as much anymore because I think all the politically correctness of everything that I, uh, that I don't get it. it. I, I, that that's a good observation. I don't see that much anymore. Um, yeah. I think some of the audience actually appreciates that. But um, yeah, I used to, it's, it's an art form. I used to like the comedians just picking out people in the audience mm -hmm. and going in on them. I mean, yeah. like I said, D.L. Hugh was probably one of the best um, at doing that. Um, yeah, you don't see that much I haven't gone to his show yet, but no, that's no. on my list. Granted, we do have a lot of, uh, of roast, still have a lot of roast comedians. They just don't, I don't see it gearing it toward the audience anymore. Generally, it's toward another comedian. Mm. So a uh, good roast comedian might uh, get up on stage and then roast the comedian that came on before him. Or roast the comedians that's going to come on after him. And it's all in good fun because, you know, we're, we're, we're friends. But uh, we, okay. we don't really attack the audience anymore. You guys have a conversation beforehand? Like, yeah. hey, by the way. Uh, well, okay. some, some people you just, you just know. You know, okay. like uh, like King Tink here in Baltimore. Okay. You you love the dude, and you know you're gonna at some point you're gonna get it. He isn't gonna warn you when it's coming. <laughs> I mean, I already assume that's part of the fun of yeah. catching the person off guard, but but always, always afterwards he'll come up, give you a hug, so like, yeah, I love okay. you, man. You know, it's just just joking around, you know. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. but he's he's ruthless. <laughs> he's now ruthless. I feel like I need to find him. But, but <laughs> I love. I don't know. I like that kind of sense. I don't know if it's because I started with. Um, Eddie Murphy, and then um, mm -hmm. I remember my parents had some albums. I can't think of his name. Red Fox, Red Fox. Red Fox is great. And so everyone, or not, and Richard Pryor. Like mm -hmm. I would hear some things, but he also had like kind of kid friendly movies. So it was just like I would make that excuse, like, oh, I thought this was for kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time, um, I, I was going through my parents' DVD collection, and my cousins were over. You're lucky you weren't one of them. And I was like, oh, my parents have, or maybe you wouldn't have been. You about it. I was like, oh, my parents have this really bad horror movie that they told me I could never, ever watch because it would give me nightmares for life. We should watch it. And I it was a comedy it. show. Instead. <laughs> it was a comedy show instead. And I was like, I guess they don't want me to see this. More reason to watch. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I want to make sure that we definitely tell everyone where they can keep up with you and how they can find you. So you yeah. mentioned Byron Books. Oh, Byron Books. Sorry. Brian 
Byron Brooks. Oh, what a tongue twister. <laughs> Byron Brooks comedy on Instagram. They can on find Instagram. you. Just look up Byron Brooks on Facebook. Um, okay. And that's about it. I'll, um, I'll have um, probably some type of podcast soon. I haven't figured out a name for it, but it's coming. Uh, I did have a comedy show, um, Why Not Laugh? But uh, as soon as this pandemic and we can, is over and we can get people back in a, in a closed area, um, that will be back on. That happens every first, I'm sorry, every fourth Friday of the month. Um, okay. All comics are welcome. Um, other than that, you know, that's just, just look out for me. Uh, type in my name on YouTube. You might be surprised what comes up. Oh. <laughs> it might be comedy. It might be fighting. Hey, you never know. Oh, that's right. With all the competitions. <laughs> now, unlike a lot of comedy comedians, they can't really back up what they're saying. So you can actually get your mouth into something your butt can handle. You know that saying? Oh, wait, I can cuss. Your ass can handle. <laughs> I'm like, my kid's not around. Oh, I forget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, to be honest with you, that is in the back of my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like I said, I'm not somebody who who would like. I'm I'm a self-deprecating comic. Okay. I spend a lot of time making fun of myself or make fun of my family. Uh, so I, I don't really get attacked by the audience too much okay. or have to put somebody in their place because they're heckling me or anything like that. Okay. Uh, so. It's never really had to come up, but in the back of my mind, you know, it's definitely, hey, someone gets out of hand. I can, I can go on a full roast and they're not really going to be able to do much to me. <laughs> I've seen your videos when you were fighting. Yeah. MMA, so, and it's funny, another, um, so one of my other cousins, he did MMA as well and kickboxing. So yeah. there must be something in the family that just really is strong. I think I know who you're talking to about, too. Larry, yeah. Yeah, Larry. yeah I know Larry. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I did Taekwondo competitions. He did kickboxing. My mom did Shotokan and Taekwondo. So there's something in our genes that we are drawn to fighting. My dad was in special forces, and I, I don't know. <laughs> what was that like? Yeah, that's that's a whole nother podcast by itself. <laughs> okay, we'll have to do that. We'll share horror stories. Yeah. I didn't find out till recently. I won't talk about it now. I see her on air. But, yeah, she's like, tell us about your martial arts skills. He already told us. He was MMA and Taekwondo. <laughs> but you can tell us some more, I mean, if you want. That's another show. That's, okay. an, that's another show. <laughs> He's like, I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> that's a total another show. I just, yeah. well, also, if if anybody in the Maryland area, um, uh, we're under quarantine right now, but our gym is still functional. Uh, oh, okay. We will be opening back up. It's called Ground Control Owings Mills. It's located in wait. Owings. Wait, wait, wait. I can't oh, type sorry. that <laughs> Ground what? Ground Control oh, okay. Owings Mills. And Owings? it's lo located Owings O W I N G S. Okay. Owings Mills, Maryland. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Mills. Oh, yeah. Ground Control Owings Mills is located in Owings Mills, Maryland. <laughs> I'll try. I'll I'll Google and find the actual website and put yeah. it in there. But, but at uh, least yeah. I won't forget what Any it's about. Any self-defense okay. needs. Uh, if you're just looking mm. to to lose weight, if you're if you're looking to become the a quarantine fighter. 19. Yeah, if you're that quarantine 19. Oh, wait. Let me and shout out to all the guys out there hmm. hollering, hollering at girls with face masks on, not knowing if they have bad teeth or a mustache. It's, it's rough out there for my boys. Uh, I mean, we can't get to the waxers, so. 
Look, the mask is my friend when I'm out in public. I'm like, you can't tell. <laughs> then I'm, I'm going through menopause. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I'm an esthetician, so I can take care of myself. But I wanted to be part of the joke. You know? <laughs> So. <laughs> yes, I like it. <laughs> we'll have to hang out more. It was so much fun talking with you. And I look forward to seeing more that you're going to do in the future. Thank and you I'm so, so much. proud of you because I, I love all my family members that are entertainment that I'm just because it's such a scary thing to go to put yourself out there. And mm -hmm. so just to have more family members that are in entertainment, it just hey, we should, warms we should my do heart. A, we should do an arts podcast, get Kari on there. <laughs> I would love it. Do you know how many times I've asked him to be on my show? I, I'll talk to him. Please. <laughs> put, in, put in a good word. I'm not mean and I don't bite. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for being no part problem. of the eSpot. I look Thank forward to you. having you back. All right. Thank you very right. much. I, I look oh, forward to coming pleasure. back. <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon. Peace, people. Bye. <gasps> so cool. All right. So my next guest is the one. The only Rob J. I won't sing, but I'll show you a little bit of his song. Let's see if I can get it to work. <gasps> Maybe not. Oh, that's what I get for trying to be cool. Hi, Rob J. How are you? Oops, I have you on mute. Okay. I can hear you fine. Oh, I was trying to get this to play, but it's not. Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go again. All right, let me see if I can get this to work. Oh, great, okay. I was having some small difficulties. How you doing? I was like, this Be Live will not let me be great. Every time, every other time, it's like, it wants to work, it doesn't want to work, but. It's something, yeah. I'm good, got I, can hear, I can hear everything. Yay, yeah, so how's, how's everything going for you up in Virginia? Everything is good, just trying mm -hmm. to stay healthy, stay out the way. Um, take care of ourselves, take care of myself, my family. Um, we just recently had a newborn. My brother had a uh, had a baby, so we have a little. Oh, you're an yeah, uncle. Uh, Is this your first? Um, yeah, this is my nephew? first official. Yeah, uh, niece. Niece. Yeah, yeah. So this is my first official niece. I have some friends who have children. And, you know, they're like my little, like you know, god nieces, god nephews. But this one is blood. So. Oh, that's it's exciting. Been, it's been great because we had a lot of time to spend family time together when yeah. everybody's usually on the go. We got time to really be a family and catch up. So it's been it's been bittersweet. The uh the lockdown has been bittersweet. So I mean, because you stay touring. Yeah, like You're all over always. and just uh um you know keep up with everything that's going on because in Virginia is it's popping, but it's not like you know, living in Atlanta or LA, mm -hmm. New York, you know, where it's the demand for the entertainment. Right. So you gotta stay traveling to keep up with what's going on or else it's just like you know, you get over over a look a lot of times. There's a lot of times. I'm like in North Carolina. Eat. I feel your pain. You know, but you guys, you guys gonna come up now? Y'all, y'all getting the uh, the wave? I mean, you you've been at it. But. I mean, <laughs> me personally, you know, I stay in. Let me stop. What? Yeah, I no, no, stayed no, no, on no. my. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, just trying to keep up with everything and positive and networking and you know, yeah. meet people and all that. Got to network. Um, it's a great time to network too, because everybody's exactly. home, right? Or exactly. for the most part, right? For the most part, yeah. Besides your, your people that want to go out to the beaches and uh, want to be <laughs> want to be cool, I just like, uh. But you know, really? to, to, yeah, yeah to, to each to each his own, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm 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 trying to be safe out here and um, take care of everything. So 
No, I get that. Now, how did you get started in music? You have a very interesting background. Let's not even go mm -hmm. before music because you did all this great stuff in the community. Even before then, I was seeing you right. posted like last week, all these throwback Thursdays yeah. where you were meeting all these politicians. And that right. is, that's part of my own. I'm like, I'm really involved in, I, like, I'm trying to hurry up to make it to the seven o'clock um, Western Wakes Democrats meeting, <laughs> which is fine. I don't have to be first because they always running kind of late. But right. needless to say, like I always try to stay involved in my community. So I love when young people are also doing the same because it's impressive, you know. Yes, yeah, definitely. Don't call um, me ma'am yet. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, say ma'am like that. I mean, like, okay. like, like yes, oh, yes, like yes. amen. Like that, yeah. Got it. Okay. Like, you, you got it. You know? I was like, yeah. just because I called you young doesn't mean you yeah. can call me ma'am. But um, yeah, I started off uh, in high school with a teen organization called Teens with a Purpose. Okay. So it, it started off initially with me just looking for like a community service activity to you know, pass and graduate, but I ended up falling in love with the organization had going on and what they were doing, you know, teaching kids to be individuals. Um, you know, they also had a music department where the kids were recording and writing. And, you know, that's my, my lane area right there. So it just ended up allowing me to really, you know, dive into it. And that mission became mine. So a part of me is, you know, dedicated to activism. That's why I try to do little stuff here and there to show that, you know, artists, are doing more than just rapping and singing or, you know, flashing money, but taking, you know, what you have and that influence and just putting it something positive, you know? So that's yeah. something that I want, um, you know, people to know about me as well. And, you know, a lot of people, some people actually knew me for that, like outside of music, like, yeah, I remember you was at the, the team of the person event. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it all ties in good. And I just want to, you know, keep everything associated with my name positive or, you know, something that's highly not like, oh yeah, I see him doing this or, yeah, my, my boyfriend's agenda, my girlfriend's house. <laughs> you know, I want to keep my name clean, you know, so I take the extra time to keep all of that together. But yeah, I love missions, I love all that. about that. So definitely. I love that because that's one thing I was saying towards the beginning of quarantine is that mm -hmm. I realized there's a lot of music I couldn't listen to anymore because now mm -hmm. I had full time ears around. Uh, like yeah, my hype so music right. and my workout music is all like hip hop, but uh -huh. Spotify doesn't really offer the edited version right, yeah, <laughs> or the right, radio right, version right, right. <laughs> i'm like whoa can't really listen to this around like it so i appreciate yeah. people wanting to be and especially with your music i feel like you, you know you do a like you still are you know you're still a hip-hop artist i'm yeah, not taking right, that away right. from you but it's still like it's safe i can play it around here because you're not being right. so vivid that there's yeah. no way like when i was growing up i remember my parents were listening to like um I can't think of his name right now, but oh, gosh, I can just say this song, Brick House. I'm a brick house, different things like that. And you just didn't, uh oh, did you lose me? Hold on, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try real quick, hold on. Okay. Let me take this off. Yeah, I can hear you fine without it. Can you hear me? Can you hear, can you me? hear me now? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Oh man, hold on. Uh oh. He'll be back. Well, while let me see if I can get the video to play now. Oh, he's back already. All right. The earphones all together. Okay. All right, cool. Be good. See, AirPods, we trying to at least it was the AirPods. That's the easy quick fix. Yeah, right. I'm just like, what in the world? Like and maybe the battery's dying or something. I don't know. Something cool. I don't know. Yeah, I do. But 
Um, but I remember I could listen to Brick House and have no clue what they were talking about or some, a lot of different songs that may or may not have gotten me in trouble because I performed them at talent shows. Oh. But needless to say, <laughs> I was innocent, but the adults knew what I was saying. Mm -hmm. So how about for you? Like, what do you, what kind of what inspired you to get into singing? Yeah, well, um, growing up, my mom just realized I had a, a talent for it. And um, I was a part of plays, you know, sung in the choir just by default. But I remember we had a Martin Luther King program at my school. I believe I was in like the third or fourth grade. And uh, we did Lift Every Voice and Sing. And so mm. I was home practicing. She's like, she like, you know what? You know, we got a nice sound. Like, let's see what we can do with this. And everybody yeah. in my family, like they're musically talented. Uh, my mom, she sings a little bit, but she, she loves dance. Family play the uh, instruments, all of that good stuff. Okay. So she was like, you know, let's see what we can do with this. And we just started uh, training and getting everything together. And then it's been on ever since. Now, when you first started, did you have an idea of what kind of music you wanted to do? Or, uh oh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but, I'm hey, sorry. You're on, tell them you're on the E spot and they have yes, to I'm wait. No, I'm kidding. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody, it's real life. It's fine. It happens. Um, but it just distracts me from my questions sometimes. Okay, oh, what? You. you can't hear me again? Say the volume went out again. Oh, no. I don't know what's so going weird. on. I have mine as high as possible. Still can't hear me? Uh, I'll try again. Yay! I knew he'd be back fast, so. It's so weird. Are you on an iPhone or? Yeah, I have my iPhone on and I don't know. No, I just want, because every time. Okay, because every time I ask B-Live what's going on. Uh, yeah, they always ask what, what kind of device. Let's see. They will be getting another letter from me today about why can't your app work properly. Let's see what happens. Okay. Can Let's, you hear me? Hopefully it works this time, yes. Okay. We'll right. just be very fast. Cool. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, when you first started in the music industry, did you already have like kind of an idea of what kind of music you wanted to do? Because mm -hmm. you do a lot of ballads, but you also, like, your song with the baby is not really a ballad. Yeah, it's, it's more of a dance song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually didn't. Um, uh, prior beforehand, I just knew a lot of gospel songs um, and mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, kind of like classy, like I said, like Disney Channel songs and stuff like that. So okay. I didn't really I didn't really even know like my lane of how I wanted to do anything, you know. And so I just took one summer out to really just sit down and just mess around with my sound, you know. Um, I did a song one year for my senior project, and I had it, it had a lot of R&B influences, a, a part of it. So I was like, maybe this could be something I could do. So I sat down, took the time, wrote a love song out, you know, about a, about a girl that I, you know, say I had liked. And I was like, you know what? I need some practice on writing anyway. I might as well go ahead and try to put my feelings down the right way. Okay, Taylor Swift. You know? <laughs> you know? Minus the guitar, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, well, yeah. <laughs> we sat down and did that, and um, you know, I just gradually recorded and just found my lane in R and B, and also the artists I listened to inspired me too, like um, mm -hmm. older artists, um, Boys the Men, um, Jagged Edge, uh, Case, mm -hmm. all those guys are like like my core. Like, okay, this is 
how a good love song is supposed to feel, you know. And then more yeah. modernly, you know, for the style and guys doing like Usher, Chris Brown, Neil, all of those guys, you know, inspiring right now. So just listen to them and how they put their feelings and things and, um, you know, the mm-hmm. the emotion that they communicated kind of helped me find my sound and to, uh, you know, where I fit in and whatnot. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've been listening to any of the oh, DJs no. on the weekends. Ah, it's the sound. Not again. Uh, I don't either. All right. He'll be back. See? Just like that. Magic. I don't know. Like, they gave me a refund yesterday because it was so bad. I I have nothing. Already? See. Oh, and he's back. I keep this. I just keep hitting the um the little returning and just coming back on and then the sound works. But I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault at all. Yeah. Honestly, the app has been acting really crazy lately, so I don't know what's going on. Mm. But um, so you were saying like the different artists that inspire you and so oh, yeah. on, and I love that because I feel I was oh I was asking you if you watch any of the DJs or any of the versus mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Is there any is there any singer that you would like to see go against each other or anyone you would want to mm-hmm. well, go with? We just recently had a discussion with um, Usher and Chris Brown. Okay. So you know those two are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I got yeah. to see I see Neo and I forget who he went against. I think he went against uh no no not Neo. It was uh. Somebody, it was an RB battle, I can't remember right off, but okay. that one was nice to see. Anything pertaining to RB, I love it. But I want to definitely mm-hmm. see Usher and um and Chris go with it. I think they would do do well. Yeah. But, I wonder uh, if they'll dance any while they're doing it too. The records and then the slow ballad records and the pop records. So I would love to see them go toe to toe, especially because those are two people that you know I look up to. So I would love mm-hmm. to see that. I saw today, I don't know how accurate it is because it doesn't even seem to make sense to me. I don't know. I'll hear your version too. But I just saw that Busta and Snoop Dogg are going to go against each other. Yeah, they're going to go against theirs too. Yeah. Okay, you saw it too. Yeah, me personally, I would say that uh, uh, Snoop Dogg would have it. Me personally. Yeah. But, you know, I I just think they're so so different. Like, I don't even think of, I mean... I mean, of course, the East Coast, West Coast thing, but even still, like, with um, Busta, he's just a fast rapper. He's more right. dance. He's more, you know, and, like, Snoop Dogg can go both ways in that sense where he's more slow yeah. and telling a story, but... I don't even think... I don't even I, think their fans would be similar. I think the only thing no. is that they like rap. A majority yeah. of the common people who have it is like, okay, the artists are similar. So it's like, yeah. ooh, you know, like, like the Teddy Riley baby face. That was the that was the biggest one that they had so far. I would have loved better if Busta was with Eminem, exactly. or somebody, you know, somebody, somebody on that same right. They they would affect that, you know. So just have mm-hmm. rappers up there. You you gonna have a lot of biased people. You're not really gonna see. Yeah, or even DMX. Yeah, him with yeah, DMX. Yeah. yeah. That well, maybe he's probably somewhere doing uh, doing a Bible study with uh, somebody. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember. Like, I was like, I don't know what his status is yeah. <laughs> currently. So maybe I shouldn't say that name. Maybe they tried. But even like Fred Rostar, I don't know. Just some, they kind of sound more similar or just, but it'll be interesting because I'm West Coast till I die. Okay. But at the same time, I really love Buster Rhymes. So that's kind of like tearing on both sides. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know who to rate for. Nah, but I, um, I love that you, some of the, singers that you said that you enjoy because a lot of times with those songs it made you want to fall in love or right. really appreciate your woman right. and 
the relationship status. And I think that's something like just in general, everyone coming out of coronavirus will be a way more appreciative. Have you been working on a lot of new music since you've been yes. home? Yeah, um, working on a lot of music every day. Actually, um, okay. I have an album that's on the way. We were supposed <laughs> to actually shoot the video with the baby before the whole virus happened. <sighs> but we had to uh, to postpone that and, you know, just make sure everything was fine and safe. And, you know, he... He got a million things going on, so we were yeah. trying to be like uh, a clothing line of yeah, he's he's right. good. Oh. Like, he he's all over the place. When does he sleep? Right, exactly. So <laughs> I guess that makes him like a baby, right? Because they never sleep. They always, it's a lie. Working all the time, so but definitely working on the album. I actually okay. um might put out two projects before the end of the year is over, just to kind of catch up, you know, okay. on um on the last release. Because I'm a part of a, yes, yes, yes. I'm a, with an independent label right now. So I have one more project okay. with them and then I'll be able to put out a project as well. So I got the songs ready. I'm just waiting on the okay for me to be able to, you know what I'm saying, legally do things the right way. Then not that okay. I'm just going to go ahead. Because I work every day. I have mad stuff and people are like, when's the next time? When's the next music? What's the next music? I'm thankful everybody go back and listen to like my album and then they listen to the song and they're streaming that. So that's a blessing. You know, verse yeah. people just be like, ah, I'm tired of them. So that helps a lot. But that helps yeah. a lot. But I'm definitely working on um and having a whole nother album done, putting out another single. Um should definitely be soon within the next month. And oh great. Yeah, definitely, definitely just gonna keep going up and just, you know. Have fun with it. Any plans or any plans to collaborate on your um, upcoming album or any collaborations you already did that you can share with us? Yeah, um, I'm actually working on something with, uh, I don't know if you've seen a picture on my Instagram with uh, Whitney Rain. She, she was. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're trying to get our stuff together. We had a, a little session and we shot some ideas together when we were down in Atlanta. So hopefully, you know, we could get something like that going off. Um, uh, it's another gentleman too, by the name of Chris Landry. He's a rapper as well. We're trying to get him on some things. Uh, there's a whole lot is up in the air. Yeah, Just yeah. Trying to see how we're gonna get it done, but we definitely have some people want to call in some uh some favors for and see if we could try to you know get to the people and you know oh, that's and get some get some get some more content coming. Just keep the keep the bar coming, and I want to like challenge myself every time to step my game up and you know. <laughs> You know, just friendly competition to just keep yeah. everything high, you know. So that's what I've been working on and just getting everything I did together. Um, I want to put out a lot a lot of visuals. I got a lot of uh, songs I want to put visuals to. So it's a whole lot. I'm just going to, you know, keep standing on myself and just making sure to just get done, just get done, that get done, that get done. So I can just keep everybody happy and just, you know, keep, keep building. All right. Now, how did the? I have to ask this because I'm in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, how did the collaboration with you and D Baby? Uh, D Baby. D Baby go around. <laughs> it's a long day. <laughs> when they, yesterday, with all the mistakes, I'm still tired. Yeah, I love. <laughs> Sorry. I, blame I I didn't stay up some data, but what day is it? Like yeah. Tuesday. But um, pretty much my manager uh pulled some strings. Um, okay. I actually was not even a big the Baby fan when they had first brought up the idea of me working with them. And he was like, "Bro, you listen to the baby." I'm like, oh, "I'm like, I never really heard none of this stuff." He's like, "Check them out. You know, if you if you like them, then we'll see what we can do." So I listened to the song. Yeah. He had a couple uh, songs that was popping. Walking Texas Ranger and um, and so I was like, "You know what, bro? I like your stuff." He's like, "Cool." So he went on Instagram, found his manager's information, and you know what I'm saying, went and hit him up, chopped it up, and then I had a performance out in Charlotte. Uh, it was like an open mic. I can't remember the the club, but his some of his people were actually there. 
So we was able mm. to get that personal connection outside with the email and they were able to talk. It was like, well, this is what we got going on. Da, 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 da. This is before everything just like, boom, this was literally a month before Shug started popping and everything just skyrocketed for him, but he was still popping, you know? Oh, wait, was, that wasn't during CIAA, was it? Oh, I can't, but I'm trying Name to. Oh, no. Just when it gets good. Because we were actually, I was supposed to interview Rob during CIAA. So I was curious if, if that's when it all happened. Okay, okay. I can hear okay. you now? Yes, okay, I can hear you. What were you saying? Um, now, was that during CIAA? Because I remember you were down here for CIAA. Was that when yeah. you guys met? or No, no, no. That okay, was before maybe, then. This was maybe like a couple months uh, prior to that. So okay. CIAA, um, we were down there. I uh, had a performance like outside of that. Oops. We didn't get a chance uh, to. Okay, there we go. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I accident. I was trying to change your name because every time you go in and out, it shows your full military uh, or, or government name. I'm so sorry. I was trying to type it, and by accident, I hid you instead of yeah. It was my fault, not you that time. Uh, you <laughs> Look, we we trying to get through this together. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So from that going on, he was just like, you know, if you send you the track over, if you like we here, we can work something out, and then you know, cut out an agreement. Sent the track over. Look, I spent the, the next day. I'm like, look, we got to get this track in. My friend okay. produced the track. We was like, you know what? We got to make it happen. We stayed up all night, sent it in, recorded it, you know, oh, sent it to him to reference. So he got the track. He liked it, put his verse down, had it back to us within two days. Wow. Music business is fast. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, wow. I was like, thank you, God. I threw it one, threw it one of them prayers. <laughs> so uh, we had went out there um that Friday just you know me and my friends then um manager called me he's like bro check your email he sent the verse so I'm like what so then my the music is loud in the in the club or not I'm like what I run outside the club you know take my phone check my email listen to it I'm just like ah like what's yeah up? and so yeah. the whole thing was just dope and um it was just an unbelievable feeling I was mad thankful you know to uh to even you know have that and. You know, it's, it's artists in the industry that want to feature with him that don't even have that, you know. So mm -hmm. that's something I always, even now, you know, even the songs been out for a couple months now, still appreciative. And, you know, it's like inspiring to myself. It's like, dang, like, this is really real. And I really have a shot at doing this. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was just humbling. And then, um, you know, having up there and seeing the people respond to it, make videos and, you know, let's have some radio play. And um, we're still in the process of trying to really get it pushed. Like I said, the, the virus kind of put a hold on some things. Right. But, you know, we're going when the album drops and, uh, you know, we're able to put out another single and then push the album, we're going to, uh, you know, open those resources back up and do like a re-push and relaunch <sighs> and really try to get it, you know what I'm saying, where uh, where we, we want to and we know it can be. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that whole feeling was just like surreal. Everybody was just like, bro, what? Ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> You know, of course, you have your doubters. Yeah. But no, man, it's not. You know, say it's not really him. Or they try to say, "Oh, man, it's you went and found the verse off YouTube and did this <gasps> and did that." But wow, the yeah, haters the are they're uh, they're always oh, the on, worst. Uh oh, I tell you, the haters. You can't listen to them because they're the ones that are just jealous that you're doing what they can't. Man. Okay, I know. I okay. Know. It's not you. Look, it's the app, so don't even worry about it. But okay. I was just saying, I was like, see, the haters will, if you listen to them, they can really get in your head. So I'm right. glad you're sharing that with us because yeah, they're exhausting. They'll, they'll get they'll get in there and, you know, it's people who always find something wrong with everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, even with this, I just learned to, you know, not really 
pay attention to, you know, what people say and also have thick skin. Mm-hmm. And so now it's, it's to the point where, you know, uh, people tell me this. I, I already expect that somebody's going to have something negative to say, not saying I'm a negative person, but right. just so I can go ahead and just get out the way. And that's another thing I learned, too. Like, everybody's not going to like my stuff, but I also appreciate that because everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of times artists are like, yeah, you don't like my stuff, man. Like, forget you and all. It's like, no. It's, I'm like, dang, I got to be that extreme. Like, you know, you, no, no pun intended, but you like what you like. You know, it's yeah. like. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, that just means you're making room for the people who do like it, who will give you feedback that you that, actually need, that, as opposed to people who don't really like it, then you don't really need to hear anything they have to say about it. Right, exactly, too. So, you know, I respect all, all the opinions alike, but I've been blessed to have a lot of great feedback and support has been crazy and oh, that's um, crazy. Like I said I wish I wish the virus when it happened like this and you know doing yeah. everything but everything happens for a reason right and so you know I'm glad and it looks like it. you're maximizing your opportunity of being home too like you're making right. your music you're going to be hitting the road running because they say like once things really open up and things are mm-hmm. kind of back to normal I guess whenever the vaccine or whenever like yeah. things are 100% back Mm-hmm. They're going to, I mean, the floodgates are going to be open because everybody is going to have seen everything <laughs> or heard everything and going to be desperate for new stuff. Right. New material. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, alongside of that, I've just been uh, trying to stay positive with everything. Um, you know, people like you and, and uh, you know, Sydney and Amy. Just oh, of, they were so uh, cute. Um, they are, they are, they are <sighs> you know, I adore help, them. help keep, um, you know, uh, what I got going on positive and going too, you know, so it is, is always something going on. So I, I definitely, you know, appreciate that. And it's just been a little small stuff you can do to, you know, show people that you're still working, even mm-hmm. though you physically can't, can't go anywhere or do shows, you know, you still can put the work in and, you know, make people, even if they might not like my music, you know, they support my grind and they respect what I'm doing and what I stand for, you yeah. know, and that's the, that's the most important thing. So. Now, is there anyone that you would like to collaborate in the future or work with or go on tour with? Definitely. Um, number one on my list right now is, is Chris Brown. Uh-huh. My, yeah, I um, I want to get and get in and work with him, um, you know, while he's still, you know, doing this thing. It's because he's been in the game so long. There's no telling. Any day he could be like, you know, I'm just going to retire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, he's got a family. So exactly. Take a break for a little bit. Right. So I want to definitely get something in with him. Um I like uh, Big Sean. I definitely want to try to do something dope with him. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see who else. It's, it's so many people. Girl wise, I love all the girl artists out right now. Okay. Their vibes are crazy. From Summer Walker, um, Seven Streeter, um, uh, who else? Who else? SZA. All the all the girls. Her. Oh, even went a little old school. Exactly. Any chance I can get a chance to do anything with them, I'm I'm on it. But mill wise, um, definitely uh, Chris Brown. Definitely want to get something in with him, and everybody else. I'm pretty much open towards um, you know working with. But that's the number one guy that I want to get something with. Like now, is there anything else you want to do? Oh yeah, sorry. Is there anything else in it that you want to do as well as far as entertainment? Because a lot of times with singers, they also end up doing movies or yeah, other things. Well, Are there other things you're interested in? I definitely want to get into like um you know maybe a couple of years into the industry like uh, like independent management kind of a company mm. thing where it's not necessarily like signed to a label but you know we kind of like connect um you know different artists with the right people especially being from here we don't really we haven't really had a figure that's actually done that you know everywhere else you could be I mean, everybody's somebody but you can just be like a entry level you know and 
work hard, you end up in the studio with Gucci Man or somebody in Atlanta right. because they believe in connections like that or anywhere else, you know? Right. And don't really have that. So that's Oh, what, that's sad. Because I think of like Missy Elliott and Pharrell being the yeah, Virginia thing, but that was that was a long time ago. Especially because of the caliber artists they are. Like we have some right. kids. They really can put a lot of people on, you know, and that's something that's kind of frustrating from being out here because it's like, yo, they they know the towns out here. They shout the people out from the area. They do this, do this, but it's like you're not really helping them, you know. And mm-hmm. nobody said you got to sign or nobody said you got to give them a hundred million dollars. Nobody said you got to do mm-hmm. this and third, but put them in position to win, you know. Right. Like if you know if you know that this person has this talent, why not put them in the booth with with um uh I just ran a blank, but you or know, even like, an introduction. You know, make that connection, you know, and it's yeah. it's not really like that out here. So that's what kind of sparked the idea from that. Even for me, kind of having the uh, little contacts that I have and just yeah. some of my friends that I told that, you know, what I'm saying that now cool with with you because of, you know, for myself or, you know, yeah. it's just it's just a beautiful thing. So I definitely want to do something with that. Um, I love to make a cameo on a, on a TV show, you know, what I'm saying do a little quick something, something, yeah. a little voiceover, you know, somebody want to throw me some modeling, want to wear a shirt or something. You know. Oh, wait, I love your shirt. It's the Goonies. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the Goonies. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that shirt. I love that movie. I refuse to let my daughter watch it because um, after I watched it with my cousins, we decided to go on an adventure and we got lost in the woods for four oh, hours. Oh, I see. Police yeah, had to come get us. I'm a borderline scared cat, so. Like uh, cabins and all that stuff. We go there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm sitting right here. I'm super lights on. It was my uncle's backyard, <laughs> but he had just moved there, and it was like deep in the country. And I had just moved from um, Europe, so I didn't know anything about America. And geography oh. is completely different because I lived on the west coast of Europe, mm-hmm. and we were now on the east coast. So, like, I remembered stuff from the brownies barely. That's so I was cool. able to just get us out to the clearing, but four hours had to get in a cop car. That's the only time I've been in a cop car was. Then they picked us up on the side of the street and drove us back home. <laughs> it's like, yep, I'm not doing that again. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Again. I don't like camping. I don't know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Said one, it was a one, that was a one-shot thing for me. I'll, yeah. The most I do is okay. on the reserve. You know, we'll mm. stay in an RV. You know, we know what's okay. right now. But, yeah, I'm not big on the whole animals or outdoors things. Or, oh, no, nah, that's not really me. It's I love, funny. I love yeah. being about, but, you know, I just need to know what I'm around. I need to be in, a, like, a closed campsite. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did a um, photo shoot for Cabela's actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought it was an Italian restaurant because I don't know. Right. We get to Georgia and we're driving around. I'm like, this looks like deliverance. Like it was in the middle of the woods. My GPS had me going up like dirt roads and everything. It was in Helen, Georgia. I've okay. never heard of it, but it's near there. And like they have a fake German town there. Like it looks just like a small Germany there. Okay. And then there's like this resort. And it was outdoor camping. And I was like, well, this is the only way you get me camping. <laughs> you got me camping. <laughs> and that's my fault. Because when I Googled Cabela, I yeah. I don't maybe I put in too many L's because it was it was like a uh, Italian restaurant. Take one of those out. Yep. But it was funny because they um they they were pretty, like they had to show off their camping gear. So they had like a campfire with food going. And it smelled amazing, but not edible at all. Yeah. We noticed on the Facebook page that 
a bear sighting was happening. I was like, all right, time to go. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> this was fun until it wasn't. I'm going to head out. <laughs> like, time to get back. Like, and it was freezing. We were sitting in the car, like, in between shots and so on. And I was like, yeah, I, camping done. We right. did it. It's, like, I'm over it. Well, I never had to do this. You know, there you go. Yeah. And granted, they did put us up in a hotel, so we didn't stay out in the tents, but... Okay. But still. And they were huge. Like, definitely have, if you're going to go camping, I can't blame you yeah. for buying it from there. But at the same time, like, no. only a movies. Only, right. only, yeah, that's it. I'll yeah. pretend. <laughs> pretend. Facts. No. But bear, I was like, no, that's real bear. That's not an animal trained bear. No, right. No <laughs> but no cut. No, no cut. No CGI. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. Yeah, I'm like, I am not Leonardo DiCaprio or Russell Crowe or any of those other guys yeah. that like to do bear yeah, movies. I'm not that. I'm, yeah, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be bear meat. <laughs> you do. I got a lot to live for. Right? That's all like the corona thing. I'll, I'll go outside every once in a while for different things, but Safety first, because I just, yeah. I just don't understand why people don't understand that you could die. Like, you so know, people just don't have that fear. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you saw, and I don't mean to get off subject. The, uh, no. One time that uh that took the dog, and the owner went and um punched the kangaroo and got the dog back. Yeah, it went it went viral. It went viral on Instagram. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like locked, like locked up and everything. The owner's like. Yeah, the owner went up and, and hit the uh, kangaroo. Kangaroo huge. I love what And they're like boxing kangaroos. Like I've heard they they can they can yeah. throw down. And You've seen like, that really muscular yeah, kangaroo yeah. before? Yeah. Stuff like that is like I understand, it, but that, that's like weird to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How old is the dog? He hit the kangaroo and uh, <laughs> he let the dog go. So I was like, cool. Some people just I don't know. Like yeah. I said. Everybody different. That's not my calling. Yeah. You know. No. You need to go on stage. You need to write your song. Look, you that's your adrenaline rush. I can do it. You know what I'm saying? I leave it to everybody else. And even with that, I think that takes a lot of courage to go on stage and put yourself out there, especially when oh, you're yeah. singing, and yeah. especially R&B, because you're singing about love and just things right. that are very personal and emotional sometimes, especially if you're right. writing about previous relationships. Yeah. What was it like the first time you ever performed? Yeah, well, actually, um, the first time I performed, I actually was uh pretty bad. <laughs> um, Two in a row, yeah. Yeah, I was uh scared uh to actually move around because, like I said, I started off doing gospel, so okay. it's a difference um in performing gospel music. You know, you can move around more so, but like it's more of like a spiritual thing. So you can get away with standing there and just being not stiff, but just in your comfort zone, you know? Mm -hmm. It don't work like that when you entertain people who pay money, come see you, or, you know, you're trying to express something. They're going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Luther, yeah. All right, so, um, you know, it took me a little bit to get out of my shell. Um, okay. I actually came and um, broke all that when I was a part of the organization. Two of my big bros now, and they were just like, bro, they're like, bro, you got, you're too talented just to be standing around. You got to you gotta move, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was kind of uh, starving in my own way. Like I, I had this like, um, not not cool factor, but like a laid back like kind of vibe. Like majority of you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. like my life. I'm still laid back now, but I'm more outgoing now. And so everything was like, nah, I don't know if I'm gonna look cool with her or not. It was like, bro, <laughs> it was like, bro, don't worry about that. Just yeah. go out and have fun. And if the people are engaged, if they're happy, 
than you doing your job, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I just followed in the footsteps behind that. The first couple shows, I didn't listen, and I was tired of getting the same response. And I, I saw the praise my friends was getting. It was like, bro, you did a good deal. I mean, people was just be able to be honest. It was like, bro, you did a good job. And mm-hmm. then they walked right past me. I was like, dang, I was like, damn, that hurt. I was, like, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. on stage with them too. I was like, I was on the back. <laughs> But I realized too, I was like, they gave it their all and people connect with that, respect that, mm-hmm. you know, especially people who love the arts. So I was like, you know what, let me step my game up. So I started following them. Um, you know, I, I, I uh, started moving around, you know, being more engaging with people. And then from that on, it turned into getting choreography together and then learning how to put sets together and, you oh, know. Now I feel like as an artist, it's like, okay, cool. I can be prepared for any situation, you know? And um, even like learning from starting off when I was singing in the choir to not even doing too much in some performances, we have to do like, you know, open mics or it's a little bit more of a chill vibe. They might want to do more of like an acoustic vibe where you're not moving as much. You know, I can be okay with that. And not just like all the time. It's like, oh, you got to move, you got to move. It's okay to, you know, serenade or it's okay to just, you know, say have it. The more relaxed, you know. So even in in that, you know, I kind of had like a crash course firsthand of learning all the aspects of performing with the good and the bad, you know, from, from church to you know general crowd, general population, you know. So uh, that's kind of how I I really well that's not kind of that is how I got over my fear of you know just trying to be overly cool or like overthinking, you know, yeah, what yeah. people think, you know what I'm saying? And then something else I learned too, um, you know, no matter how talented you are or, you know, how not talented you are, people going to have something to say, something, they're going to say something about you regardless. You think about the most successful, most rich person you know, not everyone in the world has something positive to say about them or feel a positive way about them. I mean, you know? TMZ wouldn't exist if that was the case. Exactly right. So. And I, I didn't know that for a long time because, like, growing up, like, I was – Pretty, for the most part, generally light, you know, like um, I, I didn't have any problems with anybody. I was always, you know, what I'm saying cool to myself. I said, hey, haha. I wasn't like overly in everybody's face. I was just laid back, you know, I was ch- like childish with my friends. We had all this stuff. But, I, you know, I was overall light, you know, so I didn't yeah. really know how to accept the rejection or people not, you know, what I'm saying messing with me like that. But I just kind of had to get over that. And then, you know, just like, look, if this is something I want to do. This is something I enjoy. This is something I want to take care of my family from. This is something I want to have fun with myself. You know, I should just say, you know what I'm saying, forget it and just have fun. You know, I'm going to look yep. crazy if I stand there. So I might look you know, at least lit moving around. <laughs> and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, everybody enjoy it. You're like, wow, you know what I'm saying, you have excellent energy, you know. Yeah. I would take that any day over just, you know what I'm saying, standing there. And, you know, I had to learn that and... I'm glad I learned it the hard way and firsthand because I know myself. Like I can say that I've been through it, and not just. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened. You know, it, it worked out like that. So, oh, that's awesome. Because yeah. just so many people that are watching that maybe haven't taken that leap yet, they're getting mm-hmm. so much great information on what to do, what not to do, or yeah. at least define where their comfort zone. But I know from some of the different people I've had on, they're like, as long as you're having fun the audience is going to have audience. fun time exactly. as well. So exactly. you got to give what you would want type of thing, that same, meet them right. with that same energy. I agree with that. That you would want to come and see. And I'm like, okay, what would I want to see? Would I want to see somebody, I mean, outside of you knowing that you're going to see that person sit down and play, you know, maybe a John Legend style or something like that. But would I want to mm-hmm. money? 
mm-hmm. to come and just see somebody like you know stand there for whole. I'm like, I nah, paid to I see Kanye there. West once. Oh, see, and that's something else. I, I always wanted to see him too. I knew that was. No, I know no I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> look, this was this was in 2008. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, um, I. In this exact same month, it was in May, and Rihanna was his opener. She That's was amazing. Crazy. She That's was great. By herself, like right. Rihanna was opener. This was like place. SOS time uh-huh. when she had Umbrella, SOS, all those songs. Mm-hmm. So she was great. She was doing all these dances and props and beautiful and just amazing. Then he comes on with these random like light balls, <laughs> lack of a better word, <laughs> just okay. randomly swinging ahead of him and different. Yeah. Just gonna stop talking about them. And he was just like talking about nonsense in between each song for a Mm -hmm. very long time. And when he performed, it was like he was calling it in almost. Yeah. And I I we left. We left. We just like Kanye's uh interesting. He's a he's a genius in his own way, but he's definitely Mm -hmm. an interesting uh character. Yeah. And I don't know, because he seems like the kind of guy that if he was feeling a certain way, then we're all gonna feel that way. Yeah, right. And you're gonna know why. And I was like, I like, didn't I'm do anything to you, man. Right now, yeah. I'm feeling, that's like, that's what like. I'm feeling like, yeah. he's like, oh no. And I was know. pregnant at the time too, so I was like, oh, I did okay. not come out here getting all this weed smoke in my face. I'm like, I did not come out here to like, yeah. And then yeah. for you to to talk, call it in, know it. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, chill. But, yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and take this baby home. <laughs> But she loves Rihanna, and I think that's probably why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was her first concert. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, again, I can't thank you enough for being my guest today, and I want to make sure that people know where they can follow you and keep up with you. Or So where would you like for everyone to reach out to you? Because I also saw that you're looking for a virtual or not. Yeah, a virtual coach for yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for um, a, a vocal coach. Um, you know, I just want to, you know, take, my uh my dynamics to the next next level and you know really want to work and tap in so if anybody you know sees this and you know uh want to be a part of what i have going on nice. yeah, definitely yeah. but um for the most part you can follow me on instagram at rob j official on uh, my facebook is rob j um snapchat is rob j anything you pretty much google me on if you just want to you know see what i have go on google you type in rob j and you know i got my stuff that that come up and um it was yeah. funny when I was looking for stuff for you, there was like this guy who was, I think he was either the first person in jazz or R and B or something. He mm-hmm. had the exact same name as you. Yeah. From like the twenties. From you say he was what? From like the twenties in New Orleans. He was part of the oh, jazz. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He was a jazz um jazz player, right. Yeah. And, um uh it's funny like how all that ties back in too, just looking at stuff. I'm like, dang, like it's crazy, you know. Yeah. The importance of studying, you know, the the name and you know who's come before you in history. Yeah. But yeah, he was very, very prominent um figure and um I think he's real famous for uh he has like the song about um selling his soul or battling with selling his soul oh, okay. uh, called Crossroads. Oh, I have to look because I just was like, that's not the right one. And just kept going. Right, but like, uh, it caught my like, eye because it said something about devil's music. I was like, I'll be back. I want to know more, but not now. <laughs> right. But yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. If you want to find anything about me, just Google that. Um, not, most of my links are up there. So you'd be able to check it out. Um, yeah. But anything Rob G official, that's that's my stuff. So. 
definitely. Well, thanks again for being my guest. And I look forward to when you're on tour again. And so I can see you perform in person. I will be front and center. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm glad we was able to have the last, uh, the last couple minutes of our session not go out. Cause I was just like, I was like, up. I was like, I, I, I did everything because I have a bad habit of letting my phone die. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure it's charged up. I'm going to make sure my AirPods charged up. I'm, I read the instructions. Like, make sure this is this is good. I'm like, you know what? Oh, thank you. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it smooth. But, you know, yeah. it, it worked out really good, you know. so I've learned to start rolling with the punches. Can't expect mm-hmm. too much during this time since everybody's going live now. Everybody's on the internet. Exactly. It's a lot. So. It is. I'm happy with what I can get. And I appreciate you so much taking the time today Thank and being you. my guest. Thank you. Pleasure of mine. All right. Well, you have a great weekend and enjoy you. yourself. And I will be seeing you in the gram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the gloonies. Oh, my gosh. That's making me laugh every time. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's scary. Thank All right. Thank All you. Right. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. All right. Oh, please let the whatever's going on with the technology. I hope it stops because tomorrow we're in for such a great trip. Um, treat. Excuse me. Now I'm now I'm having technical glitches. We are in for a treat. We're gonna have one of the Nitro Girls. Yes, I'm using that as a segue because that's a lot of energy, right? Well, she speaking of that. Well, that's not even the most energizing job she's done because I would think being a dancer for James Brown, yes, the James Brown for a few years, would be like nonstop work. And actually, I can't wait to talk to her and maybe she can give us some tips too on stage presence and dancing because she saw it from one of the best. And she was also the Queen Charmel, you may know, on WWE. She won Miss Black America in 1991. I'm so excited to have her on tomorrow. I will have Charmel Huffman, also known as Booker T's wife, uh, also from WWE. Cannot wait to have royalty in the building. And then Friday, I have another great woman that works in film. I will have Molly Dare Hillebrand. I miss mistakenly said her name wrong before because I thought it was Hillen, Hildebrand, but it's Hillenbrand, which is also the name of her media company is Hillebrand Media. So I'm excited about having her. She's got this new show that is on Amazon about being involved socially with your community, like actually giving back. And so it's perfect with Rob J talking about his advocacy work. That's how he got started. And then to kind of end the week with somebody else who's an advocate and actually has a show about being an advocate. I'm really excited about the people I'm having the rest of the week. Well, I'm excited about every guest I have. I mean, it's fun to interact with people, hear their stories, find out how they got started, and maybe even encourage you to go take that leap because the cameras are waiting. You can do it too, or the stage or whatever it is that you're interested in. Go for it. You know, you got nothing to lose, especially now you can test it out virtually and see how you do. Anyway. Speaking of that, please share, like, let people, let other people know that this show exists so they can watch as well and get all this great knowledge and entertainment straight from the entertainer's mouth. Don't let me be the best kept secret. Come on, help me help you. (laughs) Anyway, have a great night. I look forward to seeing you guys again tomorrow at six o'clock Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific with Charmel Huffman. All right. See you guys. Have a great day.